Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And it's been a while since we chatted. The last time I recorded an episode was Sunday, which was uh, six days ago. Here's what's been going on with me the last six days. First of all, we had family come in a week ago today, and I thought, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll still have plenty of time to put this show together. I had a little bit of time on Sunday to put the show together, and then I had no time the rest of the week. We had family on family on family. Like we had one family would member would leave and another one would come in. It was insane. It wasn't planned out this way. It just worked out that way. They were all lovely. It was a lot of fun. However, it took a lot of time and I just could not break away to do this show. Also, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was like going to bed at like nine o'clock every night. So waking up at five, going to bed at nine. Makes makes for a, a long week for sure. All right, we got a couple of announcements that I just want to go through real quick. One is I got my car on Friday, which was yesterday as I record this. Two, Allison Sheridan is celebrating 18 years of her podcast, Nocillacast, which is amazing. And Steve Sheridan, her husband, is her producer. So congratulations to the both of them. Allison and Steve will actually be on the show next Friday. And finally, I'd like to thank our new patron, Charles. Charles, thank you so much for joining the Patreon and supporting the show. It means a lot. As you know or may not know, all of your money goes back into the show to make it better. I want to thank Charles and all the other patrons for supporting the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. LNG Electric has announced that it will install over 13,000 Level 2 EV charging stations at hotels and install charging stations at more than 40 multifamily communities. This is fantastic. The goal is to have this complete as soon as 2028, which <laughs> seems very, very ambitious. I'll keep you posted as we get updates. The name Bluebird might be familiar to you if you live in North America. They build school buses. But now, in addition to gasoline-powered or diesel-powered school buses, they build electric school buses. They have a new factory in Fort Valley, Georgia. 
And currently, they're producing four buses a day, but their next production goal is to increase that to 20. So it seems pretty ambitious. So good luck to Bluebird. You can now get a Rivian R1T delivered in as little as two weeks, and I actually got an email from Rivian confirming that. Unfortunately, I already bought a car, and also, I can't afford a Rivian. But thanks for sending me the email. I appreciate the thought. Uh, let's see here. We got a couple of things just got to get through. GM is claiming the Silverado EV will have a topped out range of 450 miles. And they're also claiming that the work truck will have a topped out range of 400 miles. And if I'm being honest about this, um, I'm going to sound very pessimistic, but we'll see. I won't say anything else because it's going to come off as negative. But if you are having a negative thought about this right now, that's probably what I'm thinking. Moving on, Ford CEO Jim Farley met with Tesla CEO Elon Musk on a Twitter space, and they announced together, or Ford actually announced, I guess, that starting in 2025, Ford will adopt the North American charging standard. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's just the plug that Tesla uses on their superchargers and their destination chargers. But a few months ago, Tesla renamed it to the North America charging standard, and they opened it up to other auto manufacturers. And obviously, Ford is now taking advantage of this. Aptera is also taking advantage of the North America charging standard as well. If you're currently a Ford EV owner or you plan on buying one in 2023 or 2024, don't worry. Ford will offer an adapter for existing customers so you can charge on the Tesla network as well as any CCS charger. So it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. I'm guessing that this, you know, adapter is going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of $300. It could be could be a little lower than that, but that's my best guess. Eventually, we're going to have one charging standard, and everybody who owns a vehicle or buys a vehicle before we get that one charging standard, uh, you know, basically runs the risk of using a dongle for the rest of the time that you own that vehicle until you upgrade to a new one, because one of these standards is going to win out, whether it's Tesla, CCS2, it's probably not going to be Chatamo, but who knows, could be. But eventually, we're going to have one plug to rule them all. Moving on from nerdy references, VW Group is quite confident that they can deliver a $27,000 or €25,000 EV without losing money. I love this confidence. I hope you can do it. And just kind of as a side note here, the U.S. version of the 2024 ID Buzz will debut January 2nd in California. Now, on January 3rd, I will be chatting with Bart Bouchotts about some EV stuff, and we'll, of course, share that with you when we're done recording it. But one of the vehicles that he tried out was an ID Buzz, and I'm excited to get his thoughts on the vehicle. So stay tuned. VinFast, the Vietnamese EV maker, is going public with a SPAC, which is a special purpose acquisition company. Basically, a SPAC is a company or a holder, a placeholder that's already traded on the stock market, and then a merger occurs, and then that becomes VinFast. This was kind of a popular thing to do a couple of years ago, but now I think it's kind of looked down on because a lot of companies that shouldn't have gone public, uh, like Nikola Motors, for instance, went ahead and used a SPAC 
And uh, now Nikola's, you know, close to being delisted because uh, they're they're not meeting the targets that they need to hit as a public company. So hopefully it will go better for VintFast than it did for Nikola. Lucid Motors also went the way of the SPAC, and they're hanging on. I'm not going to say they're doing well, but they're hanging on. Kia and Hyundai will build EVs in Mexico so they can take advantage of the inflation reduction credits here in the United States. And that story should have gone at the top of the segment, not right there. Not really sure why I put it there. Moving on, Nikola Motors announced a loss for Q1 2023. As a result, they have paused production of the Nikola Trey battery electric vehicle. Nikola has produced 63 trays to this point, but has only delivered 31 because demand is down. Nikola will take some time to make changes at their Coolidge, Arizona factory. When they do resume production... The tray will be a built-to-order product only. Polestar has lowered its production guidance and cut 10% of employees. They have also delayed production for the Polestar 3 to the first quarter of 2024. Polestar originally said that they would produce 80,000 vehicles this year. The revised guidance now is between 60 and 70,000 vehicles. NEO filed with China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, explaining that NEO will sell three existing EVs with expanded battery capabilities from battery developer WeLion. Why is this significant? Because WeLion produces solid-state batteries, and NEO has agreed to buy semi-solid-state batteries from the company. In 2021, NEO announced a partnership on a 150 kilowatt hour battery pack with the Wee Lion Company. I'm probably saying that wrong. That's why I keep saying it over and over and over again. Uh, but nothing has happened to this point. Maybe this summer we'll see some Neo vehicles powered by a semi solid state battery. We don't know, honestly, if any of this is going to happen. It's actually rumor, but it would be cool if we can move in that direction. Neo drivers, just to kind of as a side note here, have driven 10 billion kilometers in nearly five years and performed over 20 million battery swaps. Pretty impressive. And as long as we're on the topic of battery swaps, Neo operates 16 battery swap stations in Europe. And now Neo has partnered with Shell, the, the gasoline company, to bring the first partnered battery swap station to Europe. The pair actually announced this two years ago, but they're finally making it happen. Shell has been making a lot of moves into the EV market. They currently operate electric ferries in Singapore. They acquired Volta, and they've partnered with BYD in China. And Shell has a goal of having over 500,000 charging points by 2025. One last thing about NEO before we end the EV segment. NEO has also released a new redesigned ES6 SUV. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okie dokie. Let's move on to our Tesla news. Elon found a new CEO for Twitter, and he says he can now return his focus to Tesla. I'm sure you've all heard that, but these notes were written a week ago. So, you know, some of these things you may or may not have heard. Electrek has seen internal Tesla documents showing that the Tesla Powerwall 3 is about to be launched, and it'll have an 11.5 kilowatts of power for output. The current Powerwall Plus maxes out at 9.6 kilowatts. Tesla may be expanding its FSD beta to Australia, Germany, and Belgium. Apparently, Tesla's been doing some internal testing in these countries, and Teslascope on Twitter, at Teslascope, has hypothesized that full self-driving beta may be on its way to customers in these countries soon. Since we're on the topic of FSD, Tesla has started monitoring driver yawns, blinks, and other indicators that the driver might be sleepy with the in-car camera. This information comes from Twitter user and hacker Green the Only. Uh, let's see here. I've got one more thing on FSD. Elon says that once FSD is super smooth, then Tesla will offer a free month trial of the service. Super smooth seems like it's very subjective because if you listen to Elon in any earnings call or public event, it sounds like it's super smooth now, but maybe it's not. By the way, the free trial will be based on local regulators as well. So if FSD isn't allowed in your country, you're not going to get the free trial. Model Y was the best-selling car in Q1 2023, and I... I'd like to say that I did my part this quarter uh, for Q2. And <laughs> if this isn't the most annoying thing ever, I picked my car up on Saturday, technically. Uh, I really picked it up yesterday on Friday. And then I read yesterday evening that some Model Ys are being delivered with Hardware 4. I checked, and as best as I can tell, mine does not come with Hardware 4. It's got the little teeny tiny cameras, not the big cameras, the big apertures, and the 4K. Um, but that's okay, I guess, because I don't have FSD on my car, so I don't, I'm not sure it really matters to me. But yeah, I missed it by that much, which is not very much. 
Uh, let's see. Tesla has started delivering the first round of Model Ys to Turkey. This is exciting. Initially, Tesla announced that they would be bringing all four models of their vehicles to Turkey, but they are currently reevaluating that decision. I'm sure it'll just end up being Model 3s and Model Ys, and that's it. Tesla has submitted a proposal for a new factory in India, according to the Indian government. There have been rumors for years about this, that Tesla would operate a factory in India. We'll see if this ends up to be true or not. India is kind of a, a little bit of a different country because they have a lot of tariffs on the vehicles and taxes if a certain percentage of that vehicle isn't built in India. So it makes sense that if Tesla wants to sell cars here, that they're going to have to play ball and build a factory in India, if only to serve India and no other country. Also, it's probably not a bad idea to diversify in that region and because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with China. You never know. Hopefully everything stays nice and friendly between our two countries. Tesla has reduced supercharger prices in Europe by 10 to 20%. And it's not all of Europe, but it's nearly all of Europe. So if you live in Europe, uh, congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Tesla is building a new crash test lab in Austin, Texas, with the goal of improving vehicle safety. And that should go without saying. Uh, let's see, moving on here, Tesla has increased prices of the Model Y by $250 and increased prices of the Model S and X by $1,000. Sorry, as I'm going through this, I just realized I didn't organize this very well. Um, Tesla wants to bring FSD to China. Tesla has secured an endorsement from the Shanghai Municipal Commission of Economy and Infor... I'm going to say it's information, but that's not how it's spelled here. So I might have just spelled it wrong. Informatization. Informatization? <laughs> I'm going to leave this in. Moving on. According to the commission, Shanghai will further deepen cooperation with Tesla, pushing its layout on autonomous driving, robots, and other business sectors in the city, said an official from the Shanghai Municipal Commission on Econom of Economy and Informatization. I'm definitely saying that wrong. I'm just, I'm just, you guys are all finding out how dumb I am right now because this story right here should have gone up with the UK, Belgium, and Australia story with FSD. Those should have gone together. Anyway, this announcement from the commission in China is pretty vague, but we'll see where it goes. Tesla has stopped selling the Model S and Model X in right-hand drive markets. And some of these markets include the UK, Singapore, and Australia. Tesla will hold Q&A sessions and select right-hand drive markets to answer customer questions about the decision. Tesla did offer uh, people who had a reservation on a Model S or Model X $2,000 off the Model 3 or Model Y, if they so chose. In a weird move, though... Tesla will sell the left-hand drive Model S and X in Japan, even though that's a right-hand drive market. So I'm not really sure why they're going to do that, but rest in peace, right-hand drive Model S and X. It doesn't sound like Tesla is going to be building you anymore. 
A class action lawsuit has been filed against Tesla. The lawsuit claims that Tesla automatically updated cars software and the owners of those vehicles saw a 20% decrease in range and in some cases battery failures. The lawsuit argues that Tesla's automatic update violates consumers' rights under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. Uh, I guess somewhere in the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, it says that you can't automatically update someone's machine. They have to be the one that does it. So I don't know how the, I don't know how this is going to go. It seems pretty thin, uh, but I, I'm not familiar with the law. We'll keep you updated. And our final story was shared with me by Steve Sheridan. German media company Handelsblatt received about 100 gigabytes of Tesla data, which was 23,000 files. And they received this from a Tesla insider. It's called Tesla Files, and the data dates back as far as 2015 and as recent as 2022. Some of this data includes private information about customers and a... (laughs) 100,000 former and current Tesla employees. Reportedly, it even includes Elon's social security number. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, It also includes confidential information about Tesla products and trade secrets uh, from their business partners. And also found within those 20,000, 23,000 files were alleged issues uh, with autopilot and FSD. There are thousands of reports of autopilot and FSD issues, more than 2,400 complaints of sudden unintended acceleration issues, uh, 232 cases reported. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration has actually investigated these, and they found no hardware or software issues when it comes to unintended acceleration. They found these to be all customer issues Let's see, more than 1,500 alleged braking issues, 139 of those were phantom braking, and 383 of those were phantom stops. Handelsblatt claims that the braking issues caused over 1,000 crashes, and there were more than 3,000 entries uh, that were safety concerns over this issue. That's all we have for the moment. I went to Handelsblatt's website to read the Tesla files, but it's all behind a paywall. First of all, it's in German, but I was able to translate it to English, and then everything's behind a paywall, so it's not something I'm willing to pay for. We'll we'll get this information as it comes out through other sources. Tesla believes the leak came from a disgruntled former employee, which I said, duh. (laughs) Like, yeah, no kidding. That seems real disgruntled. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, also, that employee might uh, have to deal with some repercussions uh, for doing this. I really don't mind when people do like these big data dumps when it has to do just with the company. I do have a problem when you're just basically downloading a bunch of customer information and former and current employee information and then just giving it to a company. It sounds like Handelsblatt is going through this and responsibly releasing it. But now that the data is out there and who knows who else this person gave it to, it, it, it's, not, it's not a good look for you. Like I'm not going to be on your side if you're burning employees who have nothing to do with your grievance with Tesla as well as customers who have nothing to do with your grievance with Tesla. 
there's there's where I draw the line on these leaks, and I think it's really in poor taste uh, for this person to have done that. All right, everybody, that is it for our news today. Let's move on to me, and and you know it sounds very selfish, uh, self centered, but we're going to be self centered for a second. I was I took delivery of my Model Y yesterday. We had family in town. Um, my Model Y, we had enough people that my Model Y could not accommodate everybody. So I had to borrow my wife's minivan <laughs> so that I could drive them around. But uh, so I didn't get to drive my Model Y very much yesterday. Tesla kept it for almost a week because of an issue with a high voltage controller. And they told me that a small number of Model Ys had this issue. They replaced the high voltage controller and then they put a test kit on it to, to make sure that everything's okay and safe. So they kept it for a couple extra extra days. The car seems to be working fine now, no issues. But overall, I'm really enjoying the vehicle. <laughs> uh, is This is really stupid, but I think the seats are very comfortable. And the fact that you sit, the it's just the way that you sit in that vehicle makes it just a very nice experience. Like you kind of just sit up and then you have all the windows around you. I don't know. I, I really like that part of the, the car itself. Haven't had a chance to really get into it and play with it or anything like that. Haven't even set up Netflix on it yet. Um, so there's a couple of things that I'm going to do specifically for this show when it comes to the car. First of all, I signed up for Tesla insurance. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show or not, but they wanted to charge me, my current insurance company wanted to charge me about $1,400 more for insurance. And when I was on the phone with the representative, they go, oh, wait, I need to charge another fee for just in case the car is stolen because these cars are sought after and they're often stolen. And I said, hold on just a second. Uh, I, I can tell where this car is at any given moment. How is it that you, like, are you afraid you can't recover it? She goes, oh, I don't know. We're just supposed to put this on here. So I did not go with them. I went with Tesla insurance. My first Tesla insurance bill, let's see here. I got to pull it up. Sorry about this. Meant to have it up. This is terrible podcasting by me. So my first Tesla insurance bill was $161.29. That was at the safety score of 90. So Tesla is grading me on forward collision warnings, hard braking, aggressive turning, unsafe following, excessive speeding, late night driving, which that that one right there is super dumb. If you drive between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 p.m., you are um, punished, which I don't think is right. Forced autopilot disengagements. I don't have autopilot, so I have to worry about that. And unbuckled driving. I pulled my car out of the garage garage into the street without having my seatbelt on, and I, I currently am red on that one. I'm green on everything else and red on unbuckled driving because I moved the car 15 feet from the driveway into the street or from the garage into the street. I find this to be ridiculous. But anyway, as it stands right now, if I look at my premium, my safety score is 93. So on July 20th, I'll pay $144.21 if my safety score remains 93. If it goes up, then my premium goes down. So if I can get around to 99, my premium goes down. 
Um, but if my premium goes, or if my safety score goes down, then my premium goes up. So I'll keep you posted on how that whole thing's going. But even at $160 um, a month, even if I paid $160 a month for six months, I'm still paying way less than I would with my current insurance, which I like. I like my current insurance, but they're a little ridiculous. And one other thing that I'm doing for this show is charging. So my wife, my wife was like, when are you going to put the level two charger in the garage? And I said, well, six months. I'm going to take six months and I'm going to try charging my vehicle just with a regular outlet. So today I went in the garage, I changed the outlets out because they're almost 40 years old out there. So I changed them out with new outlets and um, I'm getting about five miles an hour in range. And I'm just going to see if I can do this without having to hit a supercharger. I don't know if I can or not. We came home from a Memorial uh, weekend party and Memorial Day weekend party. Um, and I had 82 miles left and I have to do quite a bit of driving tomorrow. So we'll see how this goes. I'm currently at 88 miles. So hopefully it charges through the night without issue. But uh, yeah, my goal is to not have to use a supercharger at all for six months and just to use the regular outlet in my garage. We'll see if we can do it. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I hope you all have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend if you're in the United States celebrating. If you're elsewhere in the world, I hope you have a really nice weekend and relaxing and everything that you want it to be. Charles, thank you so much for contributing to the Patreon. I really appreciate that. And I will talk to you all on Tuesday. 